Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are all here with me today. We have a fascinating show in store for you with a very interesting guest calling in from Europe. Um, and, uh, and, but, uh, because he's calling in, of course, all my wonderful fans on the Facebook live stream, you only get to see me, but you'll hear him as soon as we bring him on. Already we got a bunch of people. Welcome, Natasha. Daniel, oh, wonderful to see you. Thank you for tuning in, Daniel. Sky, thank you all for being on the Facebook live stream. And just a little reminder if during the show you have any questions, feel free to type them into the comments field of the Facebook live stream. And, uh, oh, thank you, Beth. Welcome, Beth, to the Facebook live stream as well. Jesus, you guys are like uh, overwhelming me. Hey, hey. Um, before I get into the quotes of the day, I just a little note. Um, some people who might have tuned in earlier on the radio stream might have noticed uh, uh, that uh, uh, we didn't have a new show for Kai today. We actually will have a new show for Kai today, but Kai's show, Our Daily Magic, has been moved down to a little bit later in the day. We're shuffling the schedule a little bit here on Thursdays that the uh, shows, uh, the Thursday block now starts off 12 noon with my show, followed by Oscar Nordstrom's show, uh, Off the Beaten Path, followed by Kai's show, Our Daily Magic, and then Adam's show, uh, new show, uh, will be starting either next week or the week after your greatest hits. He's reformatting his show. He needs to push it down an hour later in the day. So we're kind of moving Kai's show to between Oscar show and Adam's show. So a little bit of a shuffle here on our Thursday block, but still all the great shows you're used to hearing just in a different order. Okay, let's get to our quotes of the day from the universe and from Abraham. Let's see what the universe and Abraham have in store for us today. First, from the universe. Time for a little refresher on manifesting change, parking spots, and a new million-person army of followers who are inspired. Think about it as if it were already done. Parentheses, note already done part. Keep showing up, doing all you can every day in every way until already done. Note keep part. For complicated cases, like when dealing with invisible limiting beliefs, negative friends, or starting down, staring down adversity, follow the exact same steps. You've got it made, the universe. Ah, we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe. Uh, just a little reminder today of remembering that when we're thinking about manifesting any kind of change in our life, regardless of what kind of change, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, whether it has to do with relationships, with money, with, with your health, you want to visualize it as if, quote, it's already done, unquote. And how would you act? How would you approach life? How would you approach your day knowing that what you're trying to manifest is already manifesting? What your intention is has already happened. You're just maybe not seeing it yet, but it's already happened. How would you live life differently if you lived from that perspective? It's a very empowering place. 
And we keep showing up, doing our part every day, moving towards those intentions, moving towards those visions that we have of manifestation. And we keep doing it until it all really is a reality. Now, remember, and and we'll get into this maybe with the Abraham quote, that ultimately it's not really about manifesting the quote-unquote things. It's about manifesting the feeling of what it's like to have manifested those things. And that ultimately it's all just an excuse to feel tapped in, turned on, and tuned in to that effervescent energy that is at the heart and core of everything that is, that is the very fabric of space itself. And that the more we learn that we are in control of how we feel, that we are in control of what we think, that we are in control of our choices, the more we can choose better choices. So, Wonderful quote from Mike Dooley in the universe. Hope you liked it. I love this one. Let's see what Abraham has today. Ooh, a quote from one of his books. Let's see what Abraham has in store. This most important subject of money and financial success is not the root of all evil, as many have quoted, nor is it the path to happiness. So when you are able to successfully control something like the subject of money that affects most of you all day, every day, you will have accomplished something rather significant. For not only is it certain that your financial success must improve, but the evidence of that success will then prepare you for deliberate improvement in every aspect of your life experience. Abraham. So, again, very much in alignment with the first quote. And actually, I want to dispel a myth right now, right? Everyone is, I mean, I think that we've heard it since we were kids. It's so much in our unconscious that money is the root of all evil. The Bible does not say money is the root of all evil. I defy you to go back and find that quote. And if you do find it, I would double check that translation. Because what the Bible actually says is the love of money is the root of all evil, not money itself. Money is a tool. What the Bible is saying is that it's actually when you put money above other things, when you put money above people, above, you know, doing good in the world, above, you know, contribution, that's when we get into trouble. But money is not and has never been the root of all evil. Now, People have used money as an excuse to do some not-so-good things, but money is just a tool. It's a hammer. You can use a hammer to build a house, or you can build a hammer, or you can take a hammer and kill somebody with it. It, The hammer doesn't care. The hammer is neutral. Well, maybe hammers do care, but they, they unfortunately don't have much of a choice in the matter. So money is the same way. And what Abraham is saying in this quote is that It's not a path to happiness. It really isn't. You know, we think, oh, if I just have more money, everything will be better. And in my personal observation, the only thing I have seen having more money do is it just makes us more of who we already are. You know, I'm sure you've all heard the stories. Somebody who was stingy growing up 
they, they worked hard, they got a lot of money, and they're still stingy as adults. You know, somebody who is like, he takes money and uses it to manipulate people, even if he only has a little bit, will do that if they have a lot. But somebody who is poor but generous comes into money, they're still going to be generous. They'll just be more generous. So what Abraham is saying here is it's not so much about, you know, uh, 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 the actual money in our pocket. But it's about how we control how we feel about money, how we control our energy, our attitudes towards money. And that when we start to view money as the gift that it is, and when we start to feel that we are abundant regardless of how many numbers are in our bank account, our relationship to money will shift and change. And when our relationship to money shifts and changes, then the manifestation of it will shift and change. And surely things will get better for you. The key thing is that it's not about focusing on, oh, if I have a lot of money, I'll be able to do this and I'll be able to do that and I'll be able to do this and I'll be able to do that. Because when we have that kind of attitude, there's a sense of lack that goes with it. But when we know that we are abundant creatures, that this world is an abundant place, look, do you have enough air to breathe? As a matter of fact, is there enough air on this planet for all living creatures that need it to have it? And not only have it, but there's an excess of it? There is more than enough resources on this entire planet for everyone to live an abundant life. Now, yes, many people are not living an abundant life. There are millions, if not billions of people who are living in squalor because they don't have much resources. But that does not mean that the resources do not exist on this planet. It just means that there is a concentration of resources in certain sections of this world and certain populations, certain demographics, and it just hasn't gotten everywhere. But do not for an instant think that this is a world of scarcity. There is no scarcity in this world except a scarcity of imagination. There is more than enough in this world for everybody. And the only reason why some people do not have enough food to feed their hungry stomach or enough clothes on their back is because other people believe in scarcity and are so fearful of not having enough and so fearful of not having enough power, enough influence, enough of whatever, fill in the blank, that they're unwilling to share what they have with enough of other people. Now, there are plenty, don't get me wrong, there are plenty of wealthy people who contribute to causes all the time. I mean, Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, I mean, lots of very successful people have set up foundations and nonprofits and have contributed millions and millions of dollars. And you know what? There are many more millionaires that you never hear about who contribute through their lifetime. And then when they pass, they don't leave their fortune to their children or their family, or they don't have children or family. They leave it to, to some organization that's doing good in the world. 
It's just we don't hear about that. The, the news doesn't highlight that. We don't get that good positive news, so we don't hear about it. But it does exist. As a matter of fact, and I know this from one of the other shows on our network, you guys know Tony Martinetti, Nonprofit Radio. He talks about all the stuff in the nonprofit world all the time. There has been more money contributed to nonprofits and causes in, in the last 10 years than ever, ever before. And every year it's been increasing. Every single year people are being more generous. So it's not a that. That, that there aren't good people. There isn't that there are not good examples to live by of, of what it means to be a good human being and contribute to society and give back. There are plenty of examples. We just have to make the effort to look for them. And sometimes looking for those examples and finding those examples lightens our own spirit, helps us to feel more abundant, and helps us to realize that it's a little less scarcity in the world. And then that helps us to manifest what we need in our own lives, what we want in our own lives, what we're looking to do. I apologize. I've been taking up a lot of time on these quotes of the day, but these are two really good quotes. I get really compassionate about them. Um, my guest is on the line. I'm going to bring him on after this break because it's time for us to go to break. But but stay with us. Be prepared. We've got a really great show in store for you. I'm going to introduce you to my guest and bring him on board as soon as we come back. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to The Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, The Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday, 9 to 10 Eastern Time, and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. do you want to connect with? Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow, Follow Me Friday, Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're, We're your digital, digital connectors. connectors. Woo woo! <laughs> <laughs> Talking Alternative Radio. 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. It is my 
extreme pleasure to welcome to the show Ole Damigard, receiver of the Prague Peace Prize and nominee of the Light Tower Award. He is an author, inventor, former journalist, investigator, and international Raja yoga teacher who has dedicated the last 30 years of his life to researching many of the global conspiracies. He's now considered a world-leading expert on false flag operations and state-sponsored terrorism and has been part of stopping several planned attacks. Even though he has exposed very dark truths, his aim is to always empower and uplift his audience, and I'm very pleased that he is here with us today. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Ole. Thank you so much, Sam, and a really interesting quote you started with, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, interesting how the quotes tend to be very apropos for what uh, the conversation is for the day, and uh, I did not cherry-pick these. These were what came to my inbox this morning. <laughs> So, Ole, I'm, I'm, I'm curious uh, uh, to, to give our audience like a little bit of your background of, of how you came to be like such an expert in this field and sort of where you started. I mean, I understand you're, you're, you're also a yoga teacher, but like, did, did you start as like always, did you always have an interest of like, you know, all these kind of crazy things going on in the world and, and why are they happening and what's the real story behind them? Not at all. Uh, but then again, I, I was brought up in a family in Denmark, and uh, my family during the Second World, uh, World War were very involved in the resistance against the Nazi occupation. Oh. And so I grew up with all of these stories about how important it is to stand up for what is true and right, even if you are in the minority of one, and even mm. though it can be very, very scary at times. Yeah. And then... Uh, I was born in Denmark, we moved to Sweden when I was a, a child, but then when I grew up there, I started working as a journalist, and uh, that took me into an area of being curious about what is going on, what is being said, but also what is not being said, because very often if you interview someone, you can feel or you can find out the real truth by what is not being said, what is being avoided, uh -huh. and not just only to the words that you are being fed. So... Uh, then in the late 70s, uh, I got very interested in the JFK assassination, and that then took me into the area of the Robert Kennedy assassination, Martin Luther King, Malcolm mm. X, Abraham Lincoln, all of these. And at that point, I had no idea that there were any connections between them at all. Mm -hmm. Then over the years, uh, you asked me about uh, uh, my Raja Yoga and these type of things. It's been it seems like in, in my whole life I've been very interested in the spiritual spiritual uh, world of things, but right. also what is stopping it, sort of the light and the dark and the two extremes. And this has followed me through these years and always been there. So sometimes when I look in my bookshelves, it's sort of like either about serial killers or the divine. <laughs> I, have, I really don't know, but it's like uh, quite extreme in some way. Yeah. But this has taken me into some very dark areas because I've been trying to find out what is actually going on, what is that stops us from being the ones we are supposed to be, what is it that are stopping us understanding how powerful and divine we are. Right. And this has brought me into this dark world of what is called conspiracies right. or evil, I would say. Right. Let, let, let me ask you just a general question. Um, because... 
you know, this this investigation into sort of conspiracies and assassinations and false flag operations. I mean, this is nothing new. This has been going on, you know, for decades and decades. Why do you think most people tend to like roll their eyes and why is it like so considered to be like crazy talk by most people? Why do you think there tends to be like a resistance to to I don't want to say believe in it, but but at least like uh, suspend disbelief and listen to the, the the evidence or listen to the stories or the arguments for or against. Like, I, I don't know, but it seems like in my life when I try to talk to people about this stuff, like there just tends to be a resistance of like, oh, that's crazy stuff. I don't even want to hear it. The reason why people tend not to want to hear it is about if what is being said is true, then it would challenge their way of living. It would be challenging their way of looking upon life sometimes, because sometimes these conspiracies are very big and threatening as well. Uh, the reason why, I mean, the, the word conspiracy itself just means breathing together, but it is, uh, it is when two or more individuals are planning a criminal act. That is what a conspiracy is. Right. So conspiracies are there all the time. Everything, sure. I mean, you also be, when you're called to court, you will be accused of conspiracy to fr- fraud or conspiracy to this and that. But after the assassination of JFK, where major forces uh, in the world were behind this assassination, the CIA, which was de- de- partly involved in this assassination, came up with the word conspiracy theorist to be uh. used against anyone that started asking critical questions. And they have been using and pumping this word out now. So if you say conspiracy, I think more or less everybody's brain will add the word theory or right. theorist. Right. And uh, it was done by design so that as soon as the, the word theory is there, you have a doubt. And then right. you can dismiss that individual uh, or that question because you can just roll your eyes and just push it to the side. Right. But I'm not interested in theories at all. I'm interested in fact. And uh, so I see myself more like a, like a forensic detective, I would say, more or less, than being someone into, interested in conspiracies. Mm. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Beautiful. So, uh, I mean, can you give us some examples of, of, let's just say, some simple facts that are not commonly known that kind of shed the light on some uh, things, some of you know major events that have happened in the past that most people are just not aware of. That at the very least, these facts should at least get people questioning about what was really going on. That's an excellent question, and the, the thing is, uh, what I've tried to do over the years is focus on spreading the knowledge about how these uh, how these operations are carried out, what are the ingredients, and so on. Because once you start seeing what is involved, you will start seeing it yourself. You will see the pattern and how they're carried out. It's not very complicated, because these are actually based on old Roman templates, I would say. Ah. And uh, one of them is uh, problem, reaction, solution. Mm-hmm. Through all the ages, there's, been, there's always been a small little group of people that thought that they are worth more than the rest of us. Yes. And they wanted to control us, have the power over us and, and uh, turn us into slaves or soldiers or whatever was needed. Right. And so the question has always been for them, how can they control the masses? And right. this is where this template was invented, problem, reaction, solution. 
the elite few, they always call themselves the elite, but the elite few secretly creates a problem. The reason they create this problem nowadays, that is in the form of mass shootings of the uh, alleged terror acts, uh, virus scares or financial crashes, some Mm -hmm. things like that. The reason they create these things are to get an emotional reaction from us, the normal people. Mm -hmm. And the reaction they want is an absolute outcry of panic saying, oh, my God, oh, my God, we need protection. And then Mm -hmm. we turn towards the ones that we believe are there to protect us not understanding that it's actually them who have created the problem, saying, please, please help us. That's the reaction. And they will then say, well, the only way we can help you in this horrible situation is, and boom, in comes the solution. Problem, reaction, solution. This is critical to understand when you see how these things are pulled off. So, and the solution every single time is something we would never, ever have accepted had it not been for the problem. Yeah, like taking our, our shoes off. The solution every time is the same. It's more and more militarized police, uh, more right. and more gun control, more and more giving up human rights, civil rights, right. uh, surveillance cameras, body scanners, you name it. It's uh, all about control at this point. Yeah, yeah. It's like the, I just personally find it ridiculous that we have to take our shoes off to board a plane or, or even to go through those that full body scanner. I actually... Just on principle, I always opt out and I'll do the pat down in front of everybody because I want people to see it because like uh, it's not a big protest, but it's like my one small way to protest because I just think it's totally ridiculous and, and, and it's not making us any safer. Not at all. And I think that is a, beauti- that is a beautiful example of how to, to take your power back, yeah. be part of taking your power back because they're just entering new methods of control, 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 uh, more and more and more. They, they use what they call stepping stones, a little here, a little mm-hmm. there, a little there, and so on. So you can't see that it's actually connected. You can't see this dark force that is just taking over. Mm-hmm. But things like that, uh, I, I do that all the time as well, opt out, uh, because most people are not even aware that you can do it. Right. But here also, because what these body scanners are doing is not very good for us, even though the people that are working there are being told and instructed that they're totally harmless, but they are not. Yeah. And yeah. so uh, it's a very symbolic and important uh, action you're doing there, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I... I... I, I never liked the idea from the beginning, and I've, I've, since they put them in, I've never stepped through one of them. I don't trust them. I don't like them. I, I just don't like the whole idea of them. Um, so uh, I'm curious, can you maybe uh, – we just have a couple of minutes before our break, um, but uh, you've actually helped – um, to prevent um, some planned, uh, stopping some planned attacks from from happening. How, how did that come about? How did you like find out uh, that that like something was going to happen and alert people so that it it kind of scuttled it? It's not easy to answer just in a few minutes, but yeah. well, we'll uh, get back to it at the, I, the rest after the break. Could you say that again, please? I, I said you can start your answer, and then we can we'll come back to it after okay. the break. Okay, what, what I've learned over the years, because I had no idea that there wasn't even such a thing as a false flag operation or black ops, and so I had no idea when I started. So I'm just going to explain first what a false flag operation is. Okay. It's an old naval term from the year, you know, the years when Great Britain, Holland, Spain 
were out conquering uh, countries in the world. And, but uh, they had the marine power to just go in and just crush and they rape and plunder whatever they wanted to do. But sometimes that could cause problems with trade agreements or neighboring relationships and so on. So somebody came up with, why don't we do it like this? Instead of us being the bad boys, we just put one of the enemies or one of the target nation's flags on our own ship. Mm. Then we let that ship attack us. So that instead of us being the attacker, we are the victim or the ones being attacked. And then that would then justify us defending ourselves and invasion, rape and plunder. So it's a total psyop. And... Uh, so they've used this so many times uh, where you, this is where you have to really look into these operations and see who is actually doing the attack because if we're not attacked by who we officially are being told, who is actually doing it? And then you sometimes, or I would say very often actually, uh, nowadays they are so-called false flag operations where it's uh, the ones that are said to be attacked that is actually attacking themselves then justifying their solution, their uh, hitting back or their uh, right. attack in whatever area it is that they need it. Yeah, and there have been many modern wars that we even know now, it's well documented, like that's the way the war started. I think like with the Vietnam War, right? We we blew up, one, the United States blew up one of its own uh, um, yeah, that, patrol boats or something. And then we, yeah, and like, so that yeah, one... Yeah, but there wasn't even an explosion. All of it was like a radio play, radio uh, theater play. It was all done over the air with radio communication. Mm-hmm. This uh, big ship saying, oh, we're, we're under attack, we're under attack. And then, boom, Johnson went in and said, very sorry, we just need to start this war. Mm-hmm. And everybody applauded it because, well, they shouldn't have attacked us because uh, and now they did. So now they had to, to pay the price. But mm-hmm. there was no attack. Mm-hmm. And this is only one of so, so, so many, I tell you. Yeah, Once yeah. you start looking into it and really start digging really deep, it's mind-blowing. It's yeah. absolutely mind-blowing. Yeah, so my intention is to to show these different templates, how they're used, and so that they, once people start understanding it, they won't be able to, to use it against us anymore. Yeah. Okay, great. Wonderful. So uh, uh, we're going to take another quick break. Uh, when we come back, I'm going to ask you about some very specific events and, and just kind of get your take on what you found out about those uh, kind of specific events. And then, again, sort of what the fallout is and what we can do to, um, you know, be more cognizant, more aware, more conscious of it so we don't buy into sort of this propaganda that goes around, okay? Sounds good. Wonderful. And a quick shout out. Oh, lots of people on the Facebook live stream. Jennifer, Yvonne, Julia, Lauren, Ellen, Michelle, Alex. Great to see you guys all on the Facebook live stream. Again, if you have any questions, just type them into the comments field of the video. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. If you have an interest in marijuana, you want to know about marijuana, law, policy, and culture, then feel free to join me, Joseph A. Bondi, every Friday at 11 o'clock in the morning on my show, In the Know 420 on TalkingAlternative.com. 
Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're speaking this hour with Ole Damagard uh, all about false flag operations, what they are, uh, and why they come about, and how to be more conscious and more aware of them so we don't buy into propaganda. Oops, I guess we lost Ole. Uh, all right, well, we'll wait for him to get back in a moment. I'm sure he'll call right back in. Um, uh, and, uh, in the meantime, uh, in the meantime, um, yeah, in the meantime, um, so just to give you guys an idea, you know, I, uh, um, you know, I had heard about this in the Vietnam before. I didn't know the exact details. I didn't know it was actually a whole radio play. So, um, it was nice to actually get those details. Ole, are you back? I am indeed. I just got disconnected. I'm sorry about that. Ah, no problem. No problem. Thank you for calling back in. Um, so, Ole, I wanted to ask you uh, about some specific things. And I'm, I'm, I'm just curious. And again, I also just for our audience want to mention that, like, you know, the idea of people in power wanting to stay in power is not a crazy idea. You know, I mean, think about it. If somebody is king or, or czar or Caesar... And, and they have all the power. Are they going to want to give that up? You know, the old expression like absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. I don't believe that's true of everybody, but there are so many examples of that. Why wouldn't somebody who has a lot of power do everything they can to keep that power? Right. Yeah, for sure. So. It's, uh, uh, they say that the best way to check somebody's uh, character and how strong you are as an individual is to give them power. Right, and see what they do with it. Yeah. So, Ole... Um, and I mean, I think that is the same way you were talking about money before in the quotes. And yes. Quotes. Money and power will show people who you are. It will amplify who you are. If you, if you uh, are a deceiving, uh, um, weak uh, individual, you will use it in that way. If you're a beautiful individual that wants the best for everyone, you will share it and make good of it. Mm -hmm. So it's all, it will just show, it will amplify the truth. Mm -hmm. So Ole, since you, you mentioned the Kennedy assassination before, I just wanted to ask you um, why was, I mean, like, who benefited from Kennedy being assassinated? And, and like, why 
did they do it? What is the, you know, what what have we have found since then? And I know, I, I think our, uh, you know, lately, like some more documents have been released around it. Like what really from, from in, in, in just summary, like in your perspective, what was really going on with all that? I was one of the speakers, one of the key speakers at the JFK assassination conference in Dallas last year. And I've devoted many, many years trying to find out what's actually happened. And uh, there was not one reason why he was assassinated. There was a mm. multitude of reasons. Uh, and the powers behind who carried out the assassination were uh, rogue elements from the CIA, the FBI, Secret Service, uh, oil tycoons, uh, people from the military-industrial complex, and in an unholy alliance. Mm. And so uh, each and every, also the mob was also involved. And uh, each of these groups had their own reason why they wanted to take uh, Kennedy out. Uh, you had the mob that was absolutely, there was a witch hunt going on. Right. Uh, Robert Kennedy was really, he had uh, more than 700% more uh, guilty victim uh, verdict against the mafia in one year than J. Edgar Hoover had ever had before. Uh, uh, J. Edgar Hoover hated the Kennedys, hated them, absolutely. Hmm. Johnson was just about to face jail. He was, uh, it was, uh, he was just about to be exposed uh, of uh, a series of murders that he had committed with his, uh, one of his henchmen, oh, really? uh, Mac Wallace. But also there was a lot of corruption there as well. Uh, you had the CIA, uh, Alan Dulles, and uh, Cavill, General Cavill, and other uh, high, holy, so-called holy cows had been fired by JFK, and he wanted to crush the CIA into a thousand pieces. He mm. wanted to withdraw out of Vietnam before the end of 1965, which was massive, massive for the military-industrial complex because they make absolute billions on war. Right. And... Uh, you had that he wanted to get out of the grip of the Federal uh, uh, Reserve Bank uh, to get the, the power back to the money, to the people, get the people freed from this uh, financial slavery. There was, there was a multitude of, of uh, reasons why he was assassinated. But the way they, they did it was just like when they uh, murdered uh, Julius Caesar, was that everybody involved, they even had to sign, there were two papers signed where people uh, that were part of this con uh, conspiracy, signed them, signed this paper, uh, but also everybody had to supply shooters. So in Dealey Plaza that day, there were shooters from the CIA, from the mob. Uh, there were people involved from uh, Secret Service and uh, uh, the Dallas police and so on. So it, it, was, a, it was an incredible, when you look at the, this wow. type of operation, it was a masterpiece. You had the, the two really big ones, JFK and 9-11. Yeah, uh, that, and, uh, that was the next one I was going to ask reason, you about. <laughs> the reason why I would say that the, the JFK assassination is so important to understand and see what actually happened and who was actually involved and did what is because, in my humble opinion, I tell you after all of these years, uh, what I would say is that the, the very brutal death machine that, that slaughtered this man, JFK, at that day, took over and has stayed in power ever since and uh, uh. all the he was the last real elected president all the rest ones have just been part of the same i would i don't know what to call him but cabal but more mm. or less like a, a nice front uh, cover but on the same 
very, very, very brutal mechanism that has just moved forward. Mm. And that is also why nothing has changed since then. It's just the same, just getting yeah. worse and worse and worse. I like to think so that... It's very important to identify the players who were involved and right. so on. And one of them were George Bush Sr., who is actually the paymaster for uh, an ultra-secret hit team called Operation 40 that I have uh, done many, many, I've done hundreds of interviews. Uh, you can find many of them on YouTube. Whatever uh, so-called terror attack or assassination uh, you're interested in, please look on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And yeah. there would be like two-hour interviews where I take it down in great detail, step by step by step. Right. trying to expose what actually went down. I, I like to think that like Jimmy Carter might have been the one anomaly in all of this because he's the only one I see since he's re left being a president actually has done a lot of very good things. But No, I agree with you. Jimmy Carter is one. But he was put there as, uh, as a kind individual with no real strength, I would say. So he was just like a puppet, but I totally agree with you. He was not, uh, I have not uh, found him as being into these really dark things at all. Right, right. Now, now, but the he, thing is, when a new president uh, arrives in the White House and so on, uh -huh. the main structure is the same behind him. I mean, right. they're different uh, on the surface, but the, the whole thing is still moving on. Right, right. Yeah, a lot of people say as usual. Th th there's really... It, n only superficial differences between the Republicans and the Democrats and that it's, it's really, regardless of which uh, political party is quote-unquote in power, that, that when it comes down to the important things around, you know, money and personal freedom and things like that, that it's still, uh, you know, it's still trouble. Do you know the, the word government, is, it, all, uh, it comes from an old Greek me uh, word meaning government or it's Latin, mm -hmm. uh, control the mind. And oh. when you look at how governments are set up very similar around the world, and you really start looking into how it's designed, you will have that more or less in all countries, there's like two main parties, they call mm -hmm. it the left or the right, or Republican, Demo yeah. Democrats, whatever. And then you have uh, like two or three small ones in the middle. Mm -hmm. And then it's up to us, the normal people, to choose which ones. But once you come behind uh, the veils in the power of, uh, in the corridors of power, you will see that they're connected to the same body behind it. Not mm. that, that uh, all the, the people involved are aware of it, but the mm. main sort of fo uh, force behind it are the same. And mm. so it gives you an illusion of democracy, which is very, very sad to discover once you see that, way. hang on, there's something very odd going on here. Right. And unfortunately, it has spread, and it's in, in most countries uh, in the Western world today, yeah. where the real power is to be found in uh, secret groups like, or more or less secret groups like uh, the Bilderberg Group, the Council yeah. on Foreign Relations, the Trilateral Commission, the Skull and Bones, the Club of Rome. These organizations or brotherhoods that most people don't even know about but that is where the real power is. That is where the real decisions are taken and so on. Mm. So I've been also trying to do everything I can to expose the members of these groups where they have their meetings and so on. I and many other researchers. Right, right. And uh, before we go to break, we just got a minute. Uh, you've, have you actually like gotten death threats and stuff? Because I know a lot of people who tend to investigate in this stuff, because the people in power don't like it, they tend to go after them. The only thing they fear is the truth. 
Yeah. And yes, I've had death threats. I, I had two friends in Sweden that was uh, that died very under very suspicious uh, oh. circumstances. I had a visit as well. It scared the hell of the, the living bejesus out of me. And uh, I cho- choose to change country. I moved from Sweden to Spain. I've been living here since the year 2000. Uh, oh. To a large extent because of the situation there. Yeah. So, uh, yes, I've had uh, whatever it is uh, when it comes into these areas. I've, I've experienced them all. Very scary sometimes. Very, yeah, very. I imagine. I imagine. Okay. So it's time for us to take our last break of the hour, believe it or not. Um, when we come back, I want to ask you just about what we can do about it. And uh, are there sort of uh, the light side of the secret societies? Are there are there people in power who are fighting against this? So um, why don't you just hang on for just a couple of minutes? And everybody, please stay tuned. Uh, thank you, Midori, for tuning in on the Facebook live stream. Thank you for all my Facebook live stream people. Got lots of list- watchers today. Um, so we'll be right back with Ole Damagard right after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hi, I'm Oscar Nordstrom, author and host of Off the Beaten Path, a show for listeners of every cultural, political, and social leaning. Each Thursday, we'll explore subjects from religion to science to philosophies to live by, and figures from the history books and sports annals, and a frank and informed discussion on social issues, all for enriching your life and bridging the gaps that divide us. Join me on a thought-provoking journey off the beaten path every Thursday from 1 to 2 p.m. live on talkradio.nyc. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. TalkingAlternative.com Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking this hour with Ole Damagard, all about false flag operations, conspiracy theories, and how to shine the light on them. And uh, we have a nice comment from my dear friend Michelle in Israel saying that uh, she likes you, Ole. So you've got uh, some sympathetic hearts in my my Facebook uh, and and, and our listeners. Um, So Ole... uh, uh, I've heard, you know, I've talked to a lot of different people who investigate and and research these kinds of things. And I've heard a lot of stuff, you know, some, uh, you know, that that have some facts behind them, some that don't. I've heard talk of like the same way there is sort of this 
you know, secret dark forces conspiring in the background, that there are also, quote unquote, light forces conspiring in the background. Uh, have you found that to be true? Oh, like, Could you say that again? Uh, Have I found uh, that there are also uh, the, the same way that there are sort of these dark conspiracies happening, that there are also light conspiracies yep. trying to fight them sort of in, in the background that people don't really know about. This is the beautiful thing of it all. Uh, not that I physically found it and so on, but what I feel is that uh, this is uh, sort of a, a struggle on a material level or a human body type of level, but it's also a spiritual uh, battle or about developing your spirit and your uh, spiritual muscles. Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, how these forces are trying to control us and how we are controlled is through fear. It right. is only through fear that they can control us. And so... The beautiful thing is that the solution is to becoming fearless, I would say. The more fearless you can be, the harder it is for whoever it is to control you. Right. And also on, on these bigger levels, because the reasons why we're being pumped with all of this horror, 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 and, uh, and uh, uh, negative, 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 is to get us down uh, in, a, in a sort of like a, a frequency level of fear. Because it is, if you look at, the, for instance, in a laboratory, if you take a, the high, a very high frequency and you take a very low frequency, in this universe, I would say that love is one of the highest, if not yes. the highest frequency, and fear is absolutely at the exact bottom. So when you take these two and you let them meet in a laboratory, what happens is that it's not that they start struggling and they come out sort of in the middle 50-50. The lower one just get an old. It just, boom, mm. it disappears. And it is the same thing with love. It's an, I'm not talking about the physical love. I'm not right. talking about Hollywood love. Right. I'm talking about the love from a parent to a child that can make a, a parent just jump into a, a house on fire or whatever, you know, to, to save it, that type of love. And once you get into that, it is very, very hard to, for them to control you. If you right. become fearless, impossible and that, that is how i live my life you know i've had death threats yes they would very much like me to go away uh i've had people die around me but what i focus on i come to a point where i've let go of fear so i i live nowadays more or less without fear i mean mm -hmm. it still comes but not as much as uh, before and i'm not hiding i'm saying everything out in the open i'm i'm I go straight to when something happens, uh, these uh, attacks here in, in uh, alleged attacks here in, in, in Europe. I've been to more or less all of the sites on when it happened, uh, sort of right after it happened or afterwards, sometimes before, trying to stop it and so on. But with my heart not filled of anger or revenge or hatred, absolutely not. But mm. instead focusing on compassion, love. And because the thing is, Everybody, I think more or less everybody, believes that they're doing the right thing. The, the people that right. are doing these things as well, they believe in what they're doing. Right. And they then see me as the enemy, not understanding that I'm here trying to sort, to be part of a solution that would be better for all of us to lift this whole world to the next beautiful level. Because also, whatever problem you have in the world, if you look at nature, how beautifully that is designed, how everything is in harmony with each other, 
and so on, how everything is working with each other in a fantastic flow and balance. Whatever the problem is, look at, the, at nature and let, it, let nature do its stuff and it will get back in balance. But we have to stop interfering so much. And let right. it and, and I guess that, that kind of speaks to the importance of having that personal practice, of having, you know, uh, doing the deep personal work, that the more we kind of work out our own inner demons, the less we have to be fearful of, then the less other people can trigger us and the less other people can control us. And then we don't buy into this, this very fear-based media that we see all around us. I totally agree that in, it, this is not, it's not said that it's easy, but it, right. I tell you, it's not impossible. Right. And every time you get triggered, that is a, it's almost like somebody's helping you point out what area you're not healed in. Right. Uh, right. Also with detachment to money and greed and these type of things are also very important to, to practice uh, your inner self and how to let go and... Uh, and not have attachments, not easy, not easy at all. But right, the more right. detached you can come, the more compassionate you can become, the more imbalanced you can become, the more of a difference you can make as well. Right, exactly, exactly. Oh, getting lots of hearts on the Facebook live stream. My, my friend Dennis uh, really likes the conversation. Um, uh, where do you see things going from here? Uh, uh, you know, given like what's already happened, given sort of the current state of the world, are, are you more hopeful, optimistic? Are you more pessimistic? Are you just uncertain? Uh, where do you see things going from, from today on into the future? If you ask my brain, <laughs> it's over and done with. If you mm. ask my heart, not a problem whatsoever. Mm. I'm super optimistic. What I am, though, is that the, uh, the reason why you can see the madness just uh, going up and up and up and up, it's just because they are getting, getting very, I would say, very worried and very scared that we are mm. about to expose them, that um, more and more people are seeing how few are really behind so much mayhem in the world. Right. Because when you really start identifying who is behind so much pain in this world, we're down in a few thousand in total, I would say. Yeah. And then you look at the rest of us, we're like billions. Right. So it, it, it's really, it really is like in The Wizard of Oz, you know, where, where we, there's this very powerful uh, wizard, and we think that this one is so powerful and so controlling, we have no chance, there's nothing. But if we do like Dorothy, we face our fears, we get a heart, we go up there, and the only thing we need to do is pull the curtain. And right. behind the curtain is not this massive monster uh, right. that is just so, so powerful. It's a tiny little old man with a microphone and a massive big uh, amplifier. Yeah. That is what is going on in the world. Most of the people behind these awful power things and assassinations and and cruel world, are most of them are old men with no real power except for being good at manipulating, lying, deceiving, yeah. killing, backstabbing, these type of things. Yeah. Well, but the thing is, once we see that, once we see the, the right. imbalance and how we've let go of our, our personal power, it's game over. So for me, it's like very, very important on how we deal with this, because it's right. only a matter of time. Either we go down or we lift this to the next level. I'm knowing, in no doubt that we're going to just lift it to the very, very next level, and it's going to go very fast once, it's, uh, right. once that happens. Right. But I, 
I truly believe that it's extremely important the way we, we do it in a very non-violent way. Yes. Uh, because otherwise, you know, when you look at historical revolutions and so on, it's it's not difficult for the people to chop the head of former dictators and so on. But after a few years down the line, after a revolution, the people that took over, they're even worse than the ones right. that uh, were there before. Right, exactly. So we have to do it in a whole new way and transcend this whole thing right. in a non-violent way to, right. to deal with this in a whole new way. And I think that is where Mahatma Gandhi showed yes. how it's possible. Yes. Not easy, but... And, and uh, Martin Luther, Luther King, King as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, Ole, unfortunately, we've come to the end of the show. If you would, um, if people are interested in learning more about your research and your writings, uh, how can they find out information about you? Where can they find information? My website is called Light on Conspiracies because that is what I try to shine light, mm-hmm. fearless light into the darkest of the darker of the belly of the beast. Lightonconspiracies.com. Okay. Uh, I'm. I've got. Uh, I'm a sort of like a one-man band. So if anybody would like to to help me in my efforts, uh, then I've got Patreon. I've got a newsletter membership uh, uh, area and so on. My, I've got several books on Amazon as well about Wonderful. these things, but also spiritual things. So. Uh, Wonderful. My my intention is go into the dark expose what is there, come back, deliver the message, and then just be part of helping to lift this up. Because the, the thing is that the, the fog is lifting. Right. It used to be absolute darkness, but now the fog is lifting, and more right. and more people are starting to see what is right. going on. Right. Because I think most people can feel there's something very strange and very wrong going on in the world now. And now what I'm trying to do is help with some of the details, putting sort of like... Uh, Somebody said that you put a face on terror. I don't know how, but she said it in a possible way that instead of this just being like a very foggy, scary thing, then suddenly when you start seeing the details of how it's done, how few they really are, how powerless they are, even though they try to look powerful, and how fearful they are of us as well, then it's so much easier to take back uh, the, your own power. Absolutely. And, well, uh, thank for you. For me, it's like it's thank you so much, like if Somebody, <laughs> if you look at a magician and they're they're doing a trick, and you think, "Oh my God, that is pure magic," then you start seeing, you see it again and again and again. You start moving around them, and suddenly you see that, "Oh my, he's not doing it with his right hand. He's actually doing the trick behind his back with the other hand." As soon as you see how it's done, boom, the spell is broken. Right. And then they will never be able to pull that trick on you again. Right. And so this is why I focus so much time on trying to expose the methods, how they do it, because it's so simple once you start seeing it. Right. Well, thank and you. Thank you. Okay, Ole. 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 I would Ole. like to recommend, I did a talk at the Open Mind Conference in Copenhagen this year. It's called Terror. Are you kidding me? And in that, I know it's provocative, but uh, really, once you start seeing how they do it, and how poorly so many of these operations are carried out, it becomes almost laughable. Okay. Well, thank you, Ole. Uh, We have to end the show. We're over time. I really appreciate you calling in. Please look me up if you ever make it to New York City. Thank you, all my listeners and Facebook viewers. I appreciate you all. Please stay tuned. Coming up next, Oscar Nordstrom with his show, Off the Beaten Path. We will talk to you next week.
You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. want to connect with. Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow Me Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're, We're your digital, digital connectors. connectors. Woo woo! <laughs> <laughs> Hey, all you crazy listeners, looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on talkingalternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 